Welcome to the How to Bible Podcast. My name is Levi. I'm your host of this podcast, and I'm really excited that you're tuning into this right now. This series that I'm going to be doing right now is a series based on Randy Alcorn's 50-day devotional called Heaven. Now, what do we look to in the things of our lives that encourage us, that move us forward, that help us keep our eye on the horizon? This book has been instrumental in my ability to stay positive, to continue to move forward in these troubling times. I'm looking forward to doing this devotional with you, and stay tuned, because here it comes. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the How to Bible podcast. My name is Levi. I am your host, and welcome back to the series that we're currently going through called The 50 Days of Heaven. We're going through Randy Alcorn's book, The 50 Days of Heaven. We're highlighting some of the aspects of what we have to look forward to uh, in the near future uh, to instill that hope in us as Christians to continue to drive forward in days like this when uh, there's a lot of uncertainty into the world. There's a lot of chaos out there. There's a lot of hoarding of toilet paper. I'm not quite sure why. This is a respiratory illness, not a diuretic or or a diarrhea issue. Um, Nevertheless, things are so chaotic, and our world is constantly changing. There's always something new. You turn on the news, and somebody's blasting you with some other fearful thing, Um, and it just just doesn't seem like we can, can get a moment's break when there isn't fear being shoved down our throats. So I wanted to cover something that would help us to be hopeful, help, help us to be excited about the future. Because as Christians, we shouldn't be pessimists in any way. We have the ultimate hope. We have the hope that cannot be stripped away from us. We have the hope that cannot be taken away from us, that we cannot lose, we cannot put down, we cannot misplace. We have the hope of Jesus Christ redeeming us back to heaven, taking us home with him. Now, there's this next chapter is, is really interesting. We're on day seven right now, and we're talking about heaven on earth. And I love this theme that, that's all through Scripture, all through the Bible, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to unpack that right now. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be, will be with them and be their God. Revelation 21, verses 1 and 3. There's this theme that makes Jesus totally different than anyone else in the holy books. Jesus, being fully God, right? He had all of God's divinity clothed and wrapped in man's humanity, comes to us. He makes his dwelling with us. He doesn't pull us up out of the mess. He doesn't speak down to us. But instead, he invites himself into the process of being a human being and being submerged in the emotion and in his creation, right? He did it then. He did it in Genesis with Adam and Eve, right? He walked with Adam in the cool of the day. He could have taken Adam and brought him up to heaven, right? There was no sin to separate us that way. Adam was able to access God freely, But instead, God came down with him, came into his creation again, and walked with his creation. And you look at Genesis, and we talk about, or we look at Revelation, and we talk about uh, the new Jerusalem. When everything is restored, and Armageddon is is over, the new Jerusalem descends from heaven and is seated here among men. 
Scripture says that God makes his dwelling among humanity. Again, God does not pull us up out of something. He doesn't remove it. God is in the process. He's he's in the constant um, work of redeeming and restoring people and creation. And that's what he's going to do here. The new Jerusalem and the new earth are going to merge together. You can read it for yourself, read through the book of Revelation, and you'll see that the dwelling place of God is going to come and be here with us. Here's a quote from the book. It says, The dwelling place of God will be the dwelling place of humanity. Quote, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. I saw the old, I'm sorry, I saw the holy city and the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God will be with men and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with him. Again, that's Revelation 21, uh, verses 1 through 3. So Jesus says any of anyone who would be his disciple, he says, My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home in him, in his heart, or make our home with him. That's John 14, 23. This is the picture of God's ultimate plan, not to take us up and to live in some ethereal world or esoteric realm or anything like that, but rather to come and live and come and be with us. So all of these beautiful things that you've seen in creation, all these beautiful places, again, we talked about this a few days ago about being so pious that we reject all, all external things that are non-biblically based and we just we need to throw off all pleasures and, and grovel in dust. That's not the case. God has given us all of these gifts, these beautiful places, these, these Hawaiian trips that you've gone on and seen these tropical jungles and the mountains with the, the fresh snow on them and the waterfalls and the tranquil places, you know, the, the desert in the spring. And all these beautiful places are pinholes in the veil to see what's coming ahead, the beauty and the glory that's going to come from God. When the new Jerusalem merges with earth and everything is restored, when God's dwelling is with us, those beautiful places that you that you visited, that you've seen, you're going to be able to go and see again in its precise, exact, restored, full glory, non-sinful glory. Remember that it's not just humanity that suffered in Genesis 3, but creation suffered too. The creation groans for the restoration of all things. To have something to look forward to, if you're in a hard situation, if you're in a place where you're struggling, if you're sick, if you have people in your life that are sick, you can encourage them with this, knowing that all things, all things are going to be restored back to perfection. Those beautiful places, your body, the broken down parts of your body are going to be restored and you'll be strong again. So for the glory of the Lord and the hope of the nations, stay the course. Wow, what a crazy world we live in. I am so thankful again, ladies and gentlemen, for you tuning in to this podcast, taking time out of your day to listen. I am supremely grateful. If you should have any feedback, you can always reach me at howtobiblepodcast at gmail.com. That's howtobiblepodcast at gmail.com. Please send me feedback, uh, questions. Uh, you're welcome to send prayer requests, whatever it is that you would like to contribute to this podcast. And I would love to develop those ideas and release them as new podcasts. But until that time, for the glory of the Lord and the hope of the nations, stay the course.